0: This is 15 Minute Fundamentals, where we break down crypto projects and learn about the drivers behind the data available on Token Terminal. Today, I'm joined by Miles from Decentral Games, a metaverse native play and own poker game. Hey, Miles. Welcome back to the pod. It's great to have you on again.
1: Hey, thanks, Oscar. Good to be here.
0: The last time we spoke was almost exactly six months ago, and I know that you guys have been heads down working on quite a few updates to the Decentral Games ecosystem. And before we dive into the details, it would be great if you can give us the TLDR of everything that's happened over the past six months.
1: Yeah, so it's interesting you bring up six months because that's pretty much when we set out kind of these three main pillars for ourselves. Um, you know, this is during you know the decline of a lot of play in our There's a lot of capital flight going on within within each in-game economy and as a result you know asset prices took a pretty major hit um and we were definitely not left out of that so you know in q2 we set forth three main things that we thought that could really improve our ecosystem from the ground up and while still maintaining like our five thousand daily active players and you know making sure they can still play the game that they that they've been playing so yeah it was a challenge but you know those three main pillars were one uh tournament mode this is just like a very simple like six-player sit-and-go tournaments we've actually designed it so it's deflationary so you actually have to burn tokens to participate basically you burn tokens to add shine to wearables and then the shine is used to to enter tournaments and then tournaments reward badges and then the badges are then redeemable for for prizes um such as all access wearables shine ice but yeah we basically tried to design it so it was like an arcade so it's obviously you know Free to play, non non gambling, and launched it three weeks ago. And the The response has been pretty positive, and then so yeah, that kind of leads me into the second pillar, which is Ice Poker Flex. Ice Poker Flex is essentially a um, web based, uh, mobile compatible game mode that we that we uh, launched with tournament mode. And so essentially, you can add it to your home screen. It functions like a mobile app. You don't have to deal with like the politics of of, of getting on app stores. And so that was you know great to get out there just to deliver much more accessibility to our ecosystem. You also can play it on on web too. So if you just go to app.decentral.games, you can actually just hop in on, on any web browser, like desktop browser as well. We mainly just identified that Although the line was, you know, the number one metaverse or open metaverse by uh, user numbers, we just kind of felt that we needed something that was a bit more accessible for everyone. And, you know, ideally something that's accessible uh, from any mobile device to be able to truly scale. So we kind of view our metaverse product as kind of like a premium product now. And, you know, we view this like Icebook or Flex product as a low cost low barrier to entry, more accessible product that can kind of feed players into the metaverse as they kind of um, move up the ranks in the, the, the flex and tournament mode products. And so yeah, that was number two. And then the number number three is the ICE merge. This was something that was proposed as a governance proposal back in July. Essentially, instead of giving uh, rewards to folks that are renting assets in our ecosystem, we actually have a native delegation system. So if you own several NFTs, you can rent them out to, to folks that want to play and then you, you know, split the rewards in the past. And so basically what the Ice Merge does is if you're renting an asset, then you get banked ice instead of ice. Um, and we found that you know in the past, you know, folks that don't actually own any assets within our ecosystem, whenever they would receive ice, they would immediately dump it because they have no utility for it. They have no way of upgrading items, reinvesting it in the ecosystem. And so what BankDice is, is it actually gives, it's off chain, it gives these folks that are renting assets an opportunity to reinvest into the ecosystem at a discount. And so the three main things that we offer for bank dice Redemptions currently are number one is tournament wearable, uh, minting so basically a tournament wearable is just a very low cost wearable that gives you access to the, the tournament mode we, we, we detailed earlier. And then the other two things are shine. So basically adding additional tournament entries to your wearable. And then finally a metaverse, you know, all access wearable. And so basically what this bank dice kind of system does and you know we call it Ice merge is it guides guides folks that are borrowing assets who don't own anything yet to ownership and kind of like reinforces this new narrative I we feel that is forming in the space kind of around play and own as opposed to to play and earn. So yeah, we've been very busy and uh, you know, it was great. We actually got all three things live in this last month. So it was really busy uh, last six months.
0: That's six months well spent. And you've definitely been really busy there. And as these updates are so major to the previous model, could you maybe give even a bit more context as to why you saw the need to completely revamp the previous version of ice poker
1: yeah definitely um so the previous model that we launched roughly a year ago for ice poker metaverse which we call challenge mode now is because it was so reliant on drops like there is no way of distributing you know new assets into the ecosystem so completely reliant on drops and you know there was not as much ice utility as we would want you know we always plan on planned on adding more u- utility for ice such as tournament mode but at the time you know the only utility for ice you had was to save it up if you didn't dump it obviously if you it's just save it up and then try to mint an ice a new wearable and so as you can as you can see this this model falls into the same situation that a lot of planner games fell into which is you know it's highly based on growth you know once the growth stops the system does not work uh, you know as well anymore and i think you know we basically took a look at basically how can we deliver value to our existing community and like engage them to reinvest their, their earnings as opposed to extract value. And so, yeah, ultimately the main two things is a lot of these play in our ecosystems were based on this growth trajectory that they were not able to maintain following the start of, you know, this this bear market. As, you know, things turn bearish, people are much less willing to uh, mint new items, et cetera. And then the other, the other piece is just... I think you know because our all of our assets in our in-game ecosystem were on chain. There's good and bad to that. You know, obviously the good is you know users have custody of their assets, but the bad is at any point in time, capital can can leave the the ecosystem, whether it's you know dumping on on a dex or selling on OpenSea, and so as a result, when market conditions turn a little bit more bearish, having everything, all of the assets, kind of you know as just tokens and NFTs as opposed to kind of like these bank dice or badges or shine that are kind of off-chain that are maintained within the ecosystem. It leaves your ecosystem, your gaming kind of mini country, makes it very susceptible to capital flight, which is what we pretty much witnessed with every single player in our ecosystem. So yeah, those are, those are kind of the two main things we wanted to address with these updates.
0: That makes a lot of sense. And now that you've expanded the suite of wearables, tokens, off-chain rewards and badges to much more than what someone familiar with the typical play and earn two token model would be. Are you seeing new or existing users struggle at all to navigate the system as it might sound a bit complicated?
1: Yeah, I think like we were a bit spoiled. I think our community like A is like able to onboard very easily to this this new system, uh, you know, compared to a lot of folks that are, are not familiar with the, the system. And so they actually didn't have that many issues with onboarding. And whereas like now when we've been trying to onboard partnering communities, they have a lot more issues. And so our community also is very familiar with kind of all these in-game assets. And so, yeah, we've been trying to make it even simpler. Um, in terms of just like communicating which asset is used for what. But I would say, you know, I think the positives definitely outweigh the negatives for introducing these new assets. The main thing being, you know, when you have like these off-chain assets that are, you know, have value within the game and then eventually, uh, you know, can be redeemed for an on-chain asset, you can be a lot more generous and, and more effectively give away these to the right people, essentially, to, to get them into the game. And so, Shine is one thing that, you know, we we felt that it's actually very valuable to be able to give that away to users targeted users because essentially you know if you give it to someone unlike ice like ice you know if you if you give it away to someone they can just sell it and cash out usdc and transfer to their bank and then extract the value but with shine you actually have to use it to play the game you actually have to you know play a tournament to to use that three shine and so, yeah. As a result, I think you know there's a lot more you know marketing and growth uh, tactics that we can employ with these new in-game assets
0: that are that are off-chain. Got it. And with all these updates that you've introduced, and of course the ICE merge, what have been both the immediate and then what do you see as the long-term effects on the entire decentralized games ecosystem?
1: Anyone who follows me on Twitter probably
0: gets annoyed with
1: the amount of like, graphs that I post about this. Um, I'm constantly just uh, posting graphs like showing our burn to earn ratio, basically the amount of tokens that are burned versus earned in any given time frame. I mean that's actually, you know, the the main thing really in the short term that we've seen a lot of improvement on. And basically because, you know, ninety percent of our players in the metaverse are, are delegated players. And so as you can imagine, a lot of the ice emissions previously are now given to our players as banked ice. And so we've actually surpassed one-to-one um, we just launched it like a couple days ago. So, so far it's been, you know, over one one-to-one and meaning that our ecosystem has burned more tokens than we have given away in rewards for challenge mode. Obviously we need to extrapolate this out and see kind of how it performs on like a several week time frame. but it's been great to see just in the short term being able to pretty much cut in half our ice emissions and then, you know, more effectively guide our delegated players, folks that rent assets um, to ownership through this bank dice system. And so, yeah, in terms of the long term, I would say that's really one of the most important things is being able to guide folks who want to reinvest, give them a discount to reinvest through the bank dice system. And, you know, ultimately, you know, I think people are starting to see it as more of a positive than a negative. Like, you know, obviously um, you can't dump that, that asset on the market and cash out and extract value. But if you're actually serious about, you know, reinvesting and kind of moving up the ranks within our in-game ecosystem and in our community, then this is a really sweet deal. You get a 20% discount on minting a tournament wearable, 20% discount on adding shine to your wearables to play in tournaments. Um, as well as a 25% discount on like minting your own item given the current market price. And so we've actually been able to pinpoint, you know, folks that aren't happy with the system, they're the ones that extract value from from the community. And so the ones that do like the system are actually the ones that we want to, to keep around. So I think it's, you know, it's shown that it's actually really effective at kind of guiding um, us to acquire the right type of, of folks in our
0: community. Congrats on reaching the burn to earn ratio of over one. That's a pretty big deal. As I understand, it's been your main KPI for quite some time. Now, I wanted to speak a bit about the current use of your revenues, as I've understood that for quite some time now, you have used all incoming revenue streams to purchase and burn ice in order to further stabilize the economy. Can you speak a bit about where you are in terms of current revenue streams and how you're looking at using the money coming in?
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, I think back in, I think it was like March or, or April or May, we we kind of slowly started diverting all of our treasury revenue streams to purchasing and burning ice. Obviously, this is not great for the treasury because you're essentially just losing that value, but you're supporting the ecosystem and we we were okay with temporarily doing this because we knew and we had confidence that those three pillars that we that we discussed at the start of this call would, you know, be able to stabilize our ecosystem and kind of strengthen it. And so that's kind of the reason why we kind of chose to divert our, our revenue for six months or so to buying and burning ice. In terms of where that came from, Polygon Validator Rewards, we run one of the largest Polygon Validator Nodes that produces a lot less now than it did during the, the bull market. But that's roughly three to $5,000 uh, per week that we get from that that we've been just weekly just purchasing ice and burning. Another source that was used, to purchase ice, we had secondary sale royalties roughly um, on the weekly rate. That's around like two and a half to, to four ETH per week. So it's another source that we unfortunately just been diverting to, to purchasing ice. And then the largest one, one of the larger ones, is the metaverse advertising uh, revenue. And so we brought in anywhere from 50 to 100,000 dollars per month from, you know, larger web2 brands um, or even non-tech brands that have been trying to target metaverse users. It's hefty, you know, it's a lot of of money cuz we are 60% of decentralized traffic and Decentraland is, you know, the number one open metaverse by, by daily active use. So for these brands, you know, they're not necessarily even looking at the exact like user numbers to target. Instead, they're just wanting to establish themselves early because they're, you know, very bullish on metaverse and want to target the niche, you know, overlap of metaverse natives and Web3 users. So... That's been a great source of of revenue, as with the other two sources, even unfortunately having to purchase ice and, and burning it in the past. But we actually just passed a governance proposal two weeks ago that basically says instead of like burning the ice, we're actually going to be purchasing ice with those revenue streams and then just adding it to pairing it with USDC and adding it to the LP. And so this way, we actually are able to maintain that value in the treasury instead of just like lighting it on fire, which is much better, I think. And it also fortifies our our, our LP position on quick swap for the ice USDC LP. So that's kind of what we've been up to. And I think, you know, once we are well above one-to-one burn to earn with ice for several weeks or month, I think then we'll be able to just stack kind of the those revenue streams again in the treasury,
0: which will be a huge accomplishment for us. Can't wait. And outside of what we've discussed during this session, uh, what's next for Decentral games?
1: We've obviously delivered three major things in the last month, so this is like kind of like a turning point where we're diving into like our, our next like slew of items. But really, the main two areas where I think we're focusing pretty much all of our our efforts and resources are onboarding. We want getting into Ice Poker Flex to be as easy as you know any app on the App Store with no crypto knowledge required, essentially to, to onboard, start playing, and then along the way. Our objective is to educate the user about of the benefits of custodying their assets, essentially. But in general, in terms of tangible kind of deliverables, email login, fiat on ramp, purchase assets with a credit card, no need to have any assets on Polygon or any chain to onboard. I think that those those are like the kind of the first things um, that we're working on, and then just in terms of getting the user like into a game as soon as possible, um, which is you know what we definitely need work on now. On top of onboarding, the second main kind of area is just. Acquisition, user acquisition. Uh, we recently brought on someone to the team, uh, director of user acquisition. She has a plethora of experience in mobile gaming user acquisition, so I think she'll be able to add a lot, ton of value um, once our onboarding is in place and smooth to just funneling in users into our our ecosystem. And then finally, the third the third thing is we're really focused on just improving the flex gameplay. I think our metaverse gameplay has been out for almost a year now and we've obviously improved bits and pieces of it. But I think the flex gameplay, we just had such great product market fit. It's so much easier to access um, both on mobile and desktop. And so going into these next several months, we really want to add a lot of new features to just make it a bit more gauging. You know, the first like lowest hanging fruit is just adding multi-table support. You know, that's something that's relatively simple for us so people can play multiple tabs at once if they're on desktop. Other features are just like an in-game leaderboard and then emoji reactions that are basically like a Twitter spaces. So you can like emote over your image like on the on the, on the screen all this together I think you know basically just to is meant to just make it more sticky user experience and more social to so hopefully kind of maintain the the metaverse kind of live shared experience feel as opposed to just like another you know 2d app store game where you're playing with others so, so yeah we've got a lot on our plate but you know I think for this next Sprint um I think we can
0: make it as productive as our last one and really deliver on these these three items cool sounds like you have a really clear plan for the coming months and I'll be eagerly following to see how things play out all the best to you and the team and we'll speak again soon thank you so much for taking the time to do this miles appreciate it thanks for having me on